Oh, Father, we appreciate you this morning, thanking you because we know that in the place of listening, reading, and sharing your word, you speak to us. Lord, we ask that this morning as we look into your word, may every man hear you, may every man see you, may every man receive instructions from you that the hearts that need to be encouraged this morning, that need to be strengthened this morning, will be encouraged and strengthened in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we know that light will come, understanding will come. Your word will have a free cost this morning in the name of Jesus. That which only your word can do, it will do in our life, in our life this morning. Father, we trust you for instructions and men will sure receive instructions we trust you father for changes in in mindsets and men will receive changes we trust you father that men will be strengthened or to take decisions this morning and so will it be in the mighty name of jesus amen um Let's open our Bibles, if we can, to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. Yes, it's the story of Elijah. We're going there again. Every time I look at that story, I want to uh, 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 squeeze out, like Rev will say something new uh, from it. You know, no matter how much uh, you look at a particular scripture, no matter how much um, you have seen a particular scripture, uh, there's something new, something fresh that you can still squeeze out of it uh, because the word of God, you cannot exhaust it. You just cannot exhaust it. So we are going to go and look in, uh, uh, to the story of Elijah once again in First Kings chapter 17. Um, it, from verse 1, the Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite, let me read uh, from the New International Reader's Version. It says, Elijah was from Tishbites in the land of Gilead. He said to Ahab, I serve the Lord. He is the God of Israel. You can be sure that he lives. And you can be just as sure that there won't be any dew or rain on the whole land. There won't be any during the next few years. It won't come until I say so. He says, it will not come. Elijah says there was not going to be rain, not even a dew, that it will not come until Elijah says so. And we remember this story that after that uh, encounter with uh, Ahab the king, that Elijah moved to uh, where God directed him that to a brook by chariot. And there he was fed by ravens. And at a point, the brook dried up. And when the brook dried up, the Bible says that God instructed Elijah to leave and go to Zarephath in the region of Sidon. He says he has commanded, he has directed, he has given an instruction to a widow to feed Elijah. So Elijah went on this trip. And at a point, he got there, 
got to the city and he found the widow. And when he met the widow, Elijah made a request. He says in verse 10, so Elijah went to Zarephath. He came to the town gate and a widow was there gathering stick. So he met the widow. And while he was at the place of the widow, he asked for water. He says, I need the water. Bring me water in a jar. I need a drink. And then she went to get the water. Then he called out to her again. Elijah had made a request. Elijah, in quotes, I don't know what will have been running in the, uh, through his mind. It seems he has tested the waters. Possibly there was nothing around the widow that showed that the widow can sustain him. There is nothing showing around the widow to see that this is a widow that uh, maybe the husband left so much for. She wasn't looking like somebody that had money, that had affluence. So possibly Elijah decided to test the waters. He said, give me drink. And then the woman left to bring water for Elijah. The Bible says that Elijah called her back and said, please add bread to it. He said, please add bread to it. He, he dared to ask. He upgraded his request. You know, there's a lot of jokes that we pass across that if we take time to meditate on, they, and they, 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 they could be uh, uh, something that can spur up our faith. There was one particular one that I saw that somebody went to visit and he was served water and they left that water on the table. And the host was like, are you not drinking water? He said, I will not drink it now. I'm planning to drink it after you have given me food. You know, at times they are jokes, but there are lessons that we can learn from them. Elijah said, give me water. The woman went to bring water. There is nothing that showed around her that she had more than water. But because she had accepted, Elijah decided to increase the request, to increase his demand. And he said, when you are coming, bring a bread along with it. And it's interesting that the woman turns to Elijah and said to him, when you came, you find me gathering sticks. The reason why I'm gathering these sticks is because I want to make my last meal. The woman is not just saying, I want to make my last meal. It said to Elijah, I said, as long as, as, long as God lives, as if she's swearing that God sees my heart, that I can swear by God that I have nothing. I have nothing. The only thing I have is just a meal for me and my son. This woman was at the point that she had given up all hopes. She must have tried. She must have struggled. She must have done all that she could. She must have con 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 taken time uh, to reach out to friends. She must have done a, a, a borrowing. She, she must have tried all she could. And at this point, uh, she has gotten to her wit's end. At this point, uh, she had given up all hopes uh, of, of survival. She has given up all hopes of having anything, of receiving anything. Oh, she was at this point, she was done with life. And she had made up her mind that the only way, oh, outside this predicament is death. Let's just take our last meal. 
Let's just take our last meal and move on to the world beyond that. He was already frustrated. He was tired. He was tired of the whole thing that she had given up all hopes. Even in the face of all these difficulties, even in the face of all this, so to speak, a situation that surrounded her, that she must have explained to Elijah. Elijah still said to her, go and bring for me first. He said, go and be, he said, but the beauty about what Elijah said, Elijah started with what you want to do, you are going to do. You are going to do that one. But first bring for me. What was she planning to do? She was planning to feed herself and feed her son. So Elijah is saying, even though I've finished eating, even though you give to me, you will still have to feed yourself and to feed your son. He said, go and make for me first. Bring for me. You will still feed yourself. You will still have enough for yourself and for your son. He says that the Lord of Israel, as long as he lives up, your jar of flour will not be used up. Your jug will always have oil in it. Very interesting story. Very, very interesting story. But what I'm trying to bring out from this story is this. What gave Elijah the boldness, the audacity to confront the king? What gave him the audacity to, in the face of seemingly difficult situation, difficult circumstances, to decide and say, feed me first, eh, that God has said eh, God has said eh, God has said eh, that your oil will not dry, your flour will not be used up, eh, just feed me self first. What gave him that confidence? Eh? So this morning, eh, I titled my message, The Audacity to Speak. Eh. What gave him the audacity to speak? Eh? When you talk about audacity, you are talking about boldness, eh? you are talking about being scared. What gave Elijah that audacity, that boldness uh, to stand before a king, uh, someone that can crush you. Oh, it, it, the king had all the military might of the country in his hand. Uh, someone that can crush you, that can order your arrest, uh, that can order your ex execution. What gave Elijah that boldness? Uh, what gave him that daring uh, attitude, uh, especially with confidence, uh, speaking with confidence and arrogance? Uh, with disregard oh, for his personal safety. What gave him that confidence, that boldness? Have you been in a, a, a conversation before and possibly somebody speaks to you and you're asking him or you're asking her, maybe it's a child most, uh, most of the time, that what gave you the audacity, who gave you the permission, what infantry, eh? what, how do you dare speak to me that way? What gave Elijah the audacity to speak in such manner and say that as long as I have not spoken, there will not be water. There will not be rain in this, in this nation. As long as the Lord has spoken, your jar of flour will not be used oil. Your oil will not cease. What gave him the audacity? You see, when we speak, a lot of times we are to speak out of believer, out of what we believe out of what we believe. If you look at the content of those two verses of the scripture, the first one, Elijah says, until I say so, he believed in the word he's going to speak. Or, yeah, he's going to speak. So, and 
in the other part, uh, part of the scripture, Elijah said that God has said, he believed in what God has said. So a lot of times that uh, it is your belief system that determines how audacious you are in the place of speaking. It is your belief system. And in these two verses that we have looked at, uh, or the belief system, uh, what do you believe about what you say? What do you believe about what God says? You know, a, a lot of times you think that it is until you have spoken. Uh, or the word that you speak uh, is not until you speak them. They are first formed in the mind. Uh, so there's a room for you to believe before you speak. Uh, there's room for you to meditate on the word, uh, to understand the word, to scrutinize the word before you declare it. Uh, so uh, uh, it is not at the point of speaking that you start having faith. Uh, oh, but before you speak it out, uh, you should believe that what you are saying will come to pass. Uh, and before you speak out God's word, before you give voice oh, to God's word, you should also believe uh, that God's word uh, that you are about to speak, that you will be speaking, uh, will come to pass. Uh, uh, people that are audacious uh, in what they say, people that are audacious, uh, that have audacity to speak, uh, are people that believe uh, in what <laughs> they are going to speak. Uh. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 13, in 2 Corinthians, uh, it says that we believe. And we, we speak, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We believe and we speak. It says, it is written, I believed and so I have spoken. I believed and so I have spoken. And then he went further. He said, we also, we believe, we also believe and speak. We also believe, we speak. Between those two sentences, he had this in there. He said, we have that same spirit of faith. So he says, I believe and I've spoken. And then he said, we have that spirit of faith. What spirit of faith? The spirit of faith that those that believe and they spoke has, we have that spirit. And therefore, we also believe and we speak. In the place of speaking, there must first be a belief. For you to be audacious in what you are saying, to be daring, for you to be able to be, in quote, arrogant about what you are declaring, expecting to see results, there must be the believing pattern. 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 What does it mean to believe? To believe means to accept something is true, especially without proof. To accept that something is true, especially without proof. You are going through a struggle. You are going through a season of lack. And then you want to speak abundance. What you have around you does not show that there will be abundance. In fact, the last place you went for for interview, they rejected you. The last place you submitted your proposal, you had had a pillar from behind that you will, that proposal will not be honored. Against all proof, you don't have to see the proof. You don't have to see the proof. Believing means that you do what you believe and you accept that something is true. You accept that the word that you're about to speak is true. You accept that the word that God has spoken concerning you is true. Irrespective of what you are facing, irrespective of what you are passing through. In the place of believer, you can speak audaciously. You can speak with authority. You can speak, speak with arrogance. You can speak knowingly when tearing that situation. Uh, why will uh, a, 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 a citizen of a, a country stand before a king 
and speak to the king and declare and hear or to, in that sense, confront him. You can confront your circumstances. You can confront your situations. If only you will dare to believe that what you will speak will come to pass. Believe means to accept that something is true, especially without proof. Accept that God's word is true, especially without proof. It says that we, we, I believe and I have spoken. He said, we have the same spirit of faith. Therefore, we believe that and then we speak. That in the place of believing and speaking, there is a faith, a spirit of faith that rovers in, 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 in that environment. That means you must believe and get to a level where your faith is stronger. And then you declare. And then you declare. You declare. You declare. And we know that faith comes by hearing Oh, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. A continuous hearing of God's word. It comes by having heard God's word continually. You know, so in the, for you to be able to believe, you need to continually hear God's word. You need to continually hear God's word. And that simply means you also need to continually meditate on God's word. A lot of times we can't, we don't speak to circumstances. We shy away from speaking because we have not been able to believe enough. We have not stayed long enough in the place of believing. We have not stayed long enough in the place of meditation of God's word. We have not stayed long enough in the place of hearing of God's word. We have not stayed long enough. He said that this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you will meditate daring day and night. You see, when you meditate, it will be easier for you to speak. When you meditate, it will be easier for you to speak. You know, I always look at it in this way. It's either you are speaking so that you can hear, so that your heart can believe, or you believe and you speak. It's the case of the chicken and, uh, and the egg, which comes first. How do you want to go about it? Do you want to begin to speak and begin to speak until you hear it and get convinced about it in your inner mind? Or do you want to spend time hearing from God's word, hearing from God's word and establish your heart in it, meditate upon it and declare daringly, audaciously, oh, that which you want, and then you see it come to pass. And then each time I think about hearing of God's word, I see it in a different light. I've come to understand that we hear differently. You know, hearing is not just about our outer ear or our inner ear. Hearing is majorly about receiving information in our hearts. You remember that story of the fig tree that Jesus passed by and he saw the fig tree and the fig tree had blossomed. And it was telling Jesus that it was time for fig. How did we know the fig tree was speaking to Jesus? It was the uh, was the voice audible enough that the disciples did they hear anything? Nobody heard something. But the Bible records that Jesus looked at the fig tree and he saw. You see, that means you can also hear with your eyes. You know, don't don't just think that the eyes is only meant in that sense for reading. I took time to, to, to also think about the blind. They will say the blind are reading. How are they reading? They read with their fingers. They read with their fingers. So the, the eyes in that sense uh, is not uh, uh, what is meant for reading. All your, uh, 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 all, uh, all your senses that send signals to your heart. Uh, 
what they do is they are helping your heart to hear. So that's why what you also look at affects you. It affects your faith. I've shared it before uh, that I, 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 I was walking somewhere in Songo, living at Jibo then, and I took a bus going to Songo. And I sat in the front. And the people came in. They crawled in. You know these people that crawl on the road? They crawled into the bus. He was seated right behind me. And as I saw the people uh, 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 crawl into the bus and he sat down, I started speaking in tongues and I was trying to up my faith. I said to myself, I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask God and ask in the name of Jesus that these people will get up and walk. And I started praying under my breath, speaking in tongues. I started working on myself. I started, you know, it was so high, I see but I felt God. I, I felt, I felt God. I won't say I see but I felt God because I, I, I could feel him all around me. I was so certain that once I lay my hands or I speak to that creature, that he was going to walk. And there I was waiting for us to get to our destination. And as we got to our destination, I quickly got up. I can't forget that scenario. I quickly got up and turned around and faced the cripple. And I looked straight into this, to, to, the, to the guy's leg. It was as if I could see through the blue jeans that he was wearing. I saw his legs through the blue jeans. And all of a sudden, I allowed what I saw to affect me. And it was as if there was a fire and you just pour water on it and then the fire just comes down. In fact, I just concluded that if this guy stands up, that this guy will follow. So we hear differently. We hear with our ears. We hear with our eyes. We hear with our hands. All our five senses. Because all they do is to send information to our hearts. So we are careful what we listen to. We are careful what we see. You see, a lot of times we've not been able to get to that level where we believe that's why we are not speaking. Even that which you are you have spoken, you don't even believe in it. You don't trust it. If that's why you can't stand on it. You can't be audacious when you declare it. The Bible says that Elijah declared it. He said he declared it. He declared it. And when Jesus also faced that victory, he declared, he said, no man eats of you. You have to come to the realization that if there is need to pick God's word concerning a situation or concerning that thing that you have passed through, meditate on it. In the place of meditating, you are building faith. In the place of meditating, you are building faith. In the place of meditating, you are upping your game. You are increasing your beliefs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, to help your believing, you have to hear the right things. You have to hear the right things. You have to see the right things. You have to feel the right things. To help your belief system, you just have to. You just have to. You just have to. What we see, what we hear, they are important for our belief system. And you can only walk in faith to the level of your belief. How much do you believe will determine how much faith you will express? 
how much you accept God's word is true will determine how much you will speak audaciously. Hallelujah. So for you to help your confidence, you need to spend time hearing the right things. You need to spend time seeing the right things. You need to spend time feeling the right things. You need to build yourself. You need to build yourself. You need to build yourself. Put a complete trust in your words and in God's word. That shows that your word also should be backed up or should be based on God's word. A lot of times, those that we see that declare, they are not strangers. They are not, in that sense, the most spiritual. They are just found time to stay with God's word. And the more you stay with it, the more you have confidence in it. Have you wondered and asked yourself, why will people go and blow up themselves in the name of religion? Why will people do so much atrocity in the name of religion? I saw a video how they uh, uh, try to configure their minds, so to speak. They sit them down and then they show them images. They can show them images from war and then they will tell them this is done either by Christians or by uh, 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 the Western world. And then they will sit there for hours. They will keep showing you. They will talk to you. They will keep talking. They will be talking. They will keep talking. Then at a certain level, you will begin to believe. You will not see anything but that that they have said. You will not see anything but that that they have showed you. But a lot of times, uh, we take our focus. We read the word today. And then the next time we are reading the word is on Sunday. Uh, for some of us, it's a Sunday, Sunday medicine. And it's all about in church. After you leave church, that is all. We can't even spend time on our own. We don't even join Bible study. For some of us, it's only when there are services in church that we have interaction with God's word. No wonder we are not daring when we speak. No wonder we are not arrogant in quote when we speak. No wonder we are not confident when we speak. No wonder we are not audacious when we speak. This book of the law will not depart, should not depart. It should not depart. When we continuously look at the book, when we continuously look at the mirror, when we continuously study, when we continuously put the book before us, our faith, our belief system will increase and we will easily speak. We will have the audacity backed by God's word to speak and to expect results. Speak, walk away from that situation, knowing fully well that that situation has no, uh, no, no other destiny than to act the way that you have declared it. So let's go back to believing God's word. Let's go back to working on our belief. Let's go back to working on our communion with God, our communion with this word, our communion with, with listening to message, with reading his word, staying with the Holy Spirit so that we can declare audaciously what we want and we will see results. 
in the name of Jesus. Your willingness to speak audaciously is tied to how much conviction or how strong your belief system is. Increase your belief system and you will find yourself speaking audaciously concerning any situation, concerning the things that you want, concerning the things that are confronting you, and you will walk away knowing fully well that they will change and they will respond to that which you have said. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you, Father, for your word that has come this morning. Lord, we trust you that in areas that we need to make amends, this morning we make amends. We trust you, Father, that we will, we will take a step towards this such that our life will be transformed. Our belief system will increase and improve. And we will speak your word. We will dare to trust you. We will dare to trust you and speak your word and expect changes. And we will see those changes in the name of Jesus. Thank you for, as we set out this day, our day is blessed. We are in the right place at the right time. We walk in favor for men gather around to favor us. And we walk in your plans and your purpose for us this today in the name of Jesus. God bless you all and have a wonderful day.